0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وبارك الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما kathira, أما بعد حياكم الله فيكم this lesson today inshallah will probably just be a uh, recap of some of the main points in relation to Islam al كاني the pillars of Islam, the pillars of Iman, and what we discussed in relation to that in our previous lesson. Just as a, a point of, you and as well as that, inshaAllah ta'ala, you the main points of benefit from that, inshallah and so, thus, today will be a, a shorter lesson than usual. Now, so, <clears throat> Shaykh islam Muhammad abdul wahab after laying out the first asl, the first foundation, which is the foundation of the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and essentially his discussion around the Tawheed of Allah and the uluhiyah of Allah, that Allah Ta'ala is only worthy of worship. After that, he discusses the aslafani, the second principle, which is the principle of Islam, and it's adilla. يعني yani, the proof of Islam and it's adilla, and thus he defines him by way of his statement: "For Islam, Allah with Tawhid, with Inqiyad, lahu, him with Ta'aw, Baraa' with Shirk Ahli." And so, it is that the person submits to Allah by way of Tawheed and turns back to Allah Ta'ala upon obedience and frees himself from shirk and its people. And so this is how he describes this affair of Islam. And thus he mentions after that, the Islam is made up of three levels. Islam made up of three levels. And Islam will Iman wa Islam, Iman and Ihsan. And that is the pillars of Islam are five. The pillars of Islam made up of five. They are, first and foremost, the shahada of La ilaha illallah. So the first of these five is the shahada of La ilaha illallah. There is no deity worthy of worship besides Allah. And thus, the shahada within itself is made up of conditions. the shahada is made up of conditions. What are the conditions of the shahada? How many are they? And what are they? علم is one knowledge. صدق and truthfulness. Yaqeen, uh, certainty. خلاص sincerity. محبة love. قياد submission. and قبول acceptance. Now these are the seven. And then it has pillars as well. What first of all before we mention the pillars. What is the difference between what is the difference between conditions and pillars? How is you differentiate between the two? The pillars come before the conditions. You want to agree? Other way around. You're looking at me like you're not sure. The other way round. Pillars are in the thing and the condition, (laughs) out of it. So anyone come uh, have this is to be honest with you, they're all correct, but not specific enough. But not uh, Nam, not specific enough. They go hand in hand as well. Still, everyone's all correct, but not specific enough. <laughs> yep, yeah, so conditions, as Fidel mentioned, phy- the conditions are present before and the, the pillars within. we still missing something. Before, yes, but what else? And throughout. Naam, the condition has to be present throughout the action. Naam, the pill has to be present, or the condition rather, has to be present throughout the action. So for example, from the conditions of the shahada we mentioned is yani So it can't be a case that the person that states the shahada he begins mukhlis. like in in the middle of the shahada, or that which the shahada necessitates, he loses the ikhlas. Now I may have fulfilled it then. Does that make sense? So it has to be present throughout. Now as for the pillars, the pillars can come and go within the action. Depending on what part of the action you are. Now, so as for the as for the the pillars of the of the shahada then they are what? Well. Pillars of the shahada is affirmation and negation. Affirmation and negation? In that order? Negation first and affirmation. Naam. So what is it that you negate? Any ma'bood, anything that is worshipped besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hence why when you state the shahada, you state la ilaha. Ya'anid la is referred to in the Arabic language as what? Does anyone remember? You mentioned it. La nafia. Nahya. La nafia. Lil jins, La nafia lil So it's a la nafi lil meaning that it's an absolute negation. Naam. So when you say la and then whatever follows it, then you're getting everything that comes after it. So, so for example, if you were to say and there's absolutely no student in the classroom. Now and so when you state with the Shahada, La ilaha, then there's absolutely no deity you're referring to. Now that's the absolute negation. Then if that then affirmation is the affirmation of what? The Allah being the true deity. Now, there is no deity worthy of worshiping truth besides Allah. Now, there is no deity worthy of worshiping truth besides Allah. That's the Shahada. That's the Shahada in terms of its conditions and in terms of its pillars. Then we have the second part of the Shahada, which is the Shahada of Muhammad Rasulullah. What the Shahada of Muhammad Rasulullah necessitates is that the person, he adheres... So everything that the Messenger, or he believes in everything that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us of. That's the first thing. So he believes in everything that he informed us of sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He adheres to his commands. He stays away and he avoids his prohibitions. And he worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based upon what he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, legislated. Brought about with legislation, by the Wahy? This is the shahada of Muhammad Rasulullah. The person has to adhere to each and every one of those things. So it's not a case now where a person says, I believe the message of Allah when he informed us of this. However, I don't believe that. That he's selecting what he believes. The Messenger of Allah. Or that the person, he says that he believes the Messenger of Allah. However, he does not believe that he has to act upon everything that he's informed us of. All of these things يعني, are examples of kufr. Na'am, examples of a person disbelieving. And so this is the shahada of Muhammad Rasulullah. First pillar. The second pillar is the pillar of the salah. The pillar of the salah. Likewise the salah is made up of conditions, and made up of pillars. So is made up of conditions, made up of pillars, as well as wajibat and sunnah. It's made up of wajibat obligations and made up of sunnah, the actions which are actions of sunnah. So, some examples of the of the conditions are what. Islam, the person has to be Muslim. Remember when we said the condition has to be there throughout the action. So it cannot be a case that the person begins a salah, a Muslim, the Salah, the Muslim, and leaves the Islam in the middle of the Salah. You had the it has to be Muslim throughout the action. What else? Purity. The person has to be in a state of purity. If that's wudu, other than that. Because it may be a major impurity and minor impurity. What else? Sanity, the person has to have a sound mind. What else? Yes, I'll be. I'm Balik. Huh? Elderhood, so yes, we have rich adulthood. No? Ten? Why do you want ten? No, everyone sees I'm sure of this one. Why? the Now, they're accountable in terms of the conditions of the salada. So is it conditions of puberty or what? Or something else? Tamiz. Now, so when the person reaches the age of Tamiz, which is seven, essentially, where they're able to, to discern, they're able to distinguish. So this is where the Prophet وسلم, commanded us, I mean this is what this is something which is different from other actions. Why? Because the Nabi alayhi Wasallam singled this out to command the children to pray at this age, from the age of Tamiz. Now and then at the age of ten, if they still don't refuse to pray, then, then they are be due to that. Now what else from the conditions? Have an aura. What else? Facing the qibla. Again, if we look at the the example or the reason, the, what we say about the condition is that the condition has to be there throughout the action. And it, and the, the facing of the qibla is a clear example of that, because a person cannot begin the salah facing the qibla and halfway throughout the through the salah start facing another direction. Now, the condition has to the condition has to be there throughout. So, what's an example of some of the arkan, the the pillars of the salah? Now, this is the first Takbir. Takbir, and what's it referred to? What's its name? What's it referred to as? Takbir to Ihram. Why? Why is it called Takbir to Ihram? Because, now, some of the action, it makes, so it makes unlawful some actions that were generally lawful before it. Naam, for example, eating, drinking, talking. Generally speaking, it's mubah, it's permissible to talk, it's permissible to eat, to drink. However, after that, to ihram, it becomes unlawful for the individual to do. Naam, tayyib. And what some of the wajibat? Obligations of the salah, example. The first is shahud. What's the difference between a pillar and an obligation? Pillar invalidates the Salah. Yes. You can do something. Yes. Something a bit more. Uh, it's good Sahih, but a bit more precise. The pillar. Nam cannot be missed. Whether you miss it, Yani amdan. You miss it deliberately, or sahwan, or you miss it. Yaani by mistake. I do to forgetfulness. For example, you cannot miss a pillar. As for the wajib, then if you miss it, yaani deliberately, then what does that mean? Invalidates the salah. However, if you miss it, yaani sahwan. If you miss it by yaani by mistake, you're forgetful by due to forgetfulness, then then the person can perform stage This is the difference so from the examples of that is the uh first the shahud another example everyone is that example of I mean, examples of the wajibat now i'm in the sala praying extra raka from the wajibat not necessarily Wajibat, and action that is from the Wajibat. So it's the first Tashahud is, the second Tashahud is a pillar, the first Tashahud is from the Wajibat. All the Takbirat, other than Takbirat Ihram, now. no. no. Uh, no, it's all in good Regarding The takbirat, all the takbirat, and mm. best. Now, all the takbirat. Now, give examples of the wajibat sunnah. What are examples of the action of sunnah in the salah? And what are sun, What do we understand to be sunnah of the salah? What do we understand that to be? What's it, uh, what is? what uh, is a definition of it first? Sorry. A definition. What do we say are the sunnah of the salah? It's not wajib, okay? But then, Arakan can say it's not wajib. So welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if you do it get rewarded. If you do it you get rewarded. If you don't do it, still your salah the salah is welded, but rewarded someone. No. So essentially it's an action that does not invalidate if you don't do it, it doesn't invalidate your salah. However, if you do it, you're rewarded for that uh yani uh tidabin isatam. Following an example of the Prophet. So an example of that, uh you mentioned Akhon reading another Surah after Surah Al-Fatiha Rafi al-Yadin, raising of the hand, the takbirat. another example the beginning, the Naam, the, 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 the first Dua before we Surah Al-Fatiha, Na'am. so these are all examples of the affair of Salah I mentioned as well the Salah itself the, the, the ruling upon the Salah is that it's an obligation You mentioned the ruling of salah is an obligation. And the one that leaves off the salah, then such an individual, but uh, you have the opinion that the the one that leaves off the salah, even if it's one salah, has disbelieved. Uh, Allah Ta'ala knows best. Thereafter, you have the zakah, the third pillar, which is the zakah. And the zakah, the intent of the zakah, is to give something of your wealth, like a portion of your wealth, in obligatory sadaqa. The portion of your wealth in obligatory, yani sadaqa obligatory charity. From the benefits of zakah, is that it's a means of purification of the wealth. It's a means of purification of the wealth. And zakah is paid upon what? What is zakah paid upon? What are the commodities that a person pays zakah upon? Gold, silver, cattle, I thought you said atar. Cattle, cattle, Now, Merchandise. Merchandise, crops. Gold, silver, merch- what do you mean by merchandise? For those that were there on Monday, that you sell, and what's the main dhabit, The main, the main principle in that regard is that you have to have the intent to sell it. So you have to have some, some of a merchandise, have a commodity with the intent to trade it. As soon as you have the intent to trade it, then it becomes you are eligible for zakah. Now, and how is that? How much is the amount that is paid for zakah? Two point five percent of your wealth. Now. So thereafter you have the fourth pillar, which is the pillar of Ramadan, Some Ramadan, Fasinaman for Ramadan. Fastinam for Ramadan. And the affair of fasting linguistically fasting linguistically, its meaning is Al Imsaq, and it's withhold. To withhold from something now this when we're talking about' we're talking about the fast which is linguistic I just generally withhold him so for example the the when uh, Mariam withheld from speech it was referred to us so now I'm referred to as as a I mean the fast thing as for the fast Sharon yeah it is for the fast in the sharia, then they define it as but يعني من I الفجر الثاني من غروب الشمس مع group of champs. I'm 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 al So it is that the person withholds from all of the things that break the fast, whether they be the major things or the minor things that break the fast from The second dawn, the true dawn, until sunset with the intention. So, with this, we understand that the fast is referring to the person withholding from uh, the things that break that fast. So the things that break the fast are what? uh, The the major things. For example, this, uh, this is a heads up. This is a heads up. I asked the same question to the kids in Quran school about an hour ago, and they answered it correctly, so no pressure. Now, so the things that break the fast in the major sense: now Marital relations, food and drink, smoking. You were dead that's why. MashaAllah. The things that break the fast in a minor sense. Naam. <manyans> it's backbiting, ill speech. Naam. <manyans> this is due to the hadith of the Nabi alayhi salatu wa where he mentions, lam yada koulu zur wa amul bihi, lais lillahi haja, and yada ta'am wa sharaba." Yani, so whoever does not leave off any ill speech or, action, or acting upon it, Allah does not have the need for it, Allah does not require for him, rather. For him to leave off his food and his drink. Now. Due to the fact that if the person leaves if a person breaks the fast with one of the major things, then he has to make up that fast, the fast of Ramadan. If the person breaks the fast with the minor things, or he does something that affects the fast with the minor things, then it renders that fast deficient, however he does not he's not required to make it up. Now you have a question. No <laughs> Now and the ruling on the fast on the of the fast of Ramadan is that it's an obligation. That it's an obligation. Oh, you believe indeed the fast has made obligation upon you, this has made an obligation upon those that come before you. So you may attain by way of piety. And this is from the greatest of the ahdaf, of the goals of fasting is that the person by way of that fast, so they fast in a manner which is legislated, they attain piety. Likewise as well in the definition, it mentions that the person begins the fast from fajr and breaks the fast at maghrib. This is an obligation. Now, So a person cannot now say that they're going to begin their fast before that or they're going to begin their fast after that. Likewise, a person cannot say that they're going to break their fast well into the night. Naham. Rather, what was upon the individual that they break the fast as soon as they can when the sunset comes. The final thing mentioned in the definition as well is that the person does so with the niyyah, that they do so with the intention. This intention, or the intention of ibadah, is what sets aside the fast, ya'ani. From any other yani withholding, just general Imsak. So a person could withhold from eating and drinking. People do it now. Where they do what they call intermittent fasting. Now, so withhold from eating and drinking. However, they withhold from eating and drinking for the intent maybe of bettering their health or the intent of losing weight. But they do not do so with the intention of ibadah. So it's not regarded as being a fast which is sharia. It's not regarded as being a fast which is in accordance with the sharia. Naam. Likewise, a person could, yani, uh, not eat and drink, but just due to forgetfulness. Now, so he just he just hasn't realized he hasn't eaten he's eaten anything all the way to maghrib. It doesn't now mean that he's fasted. Why? Because he didn't have the intent to fast. And so this is what this is what differentiates yani the general withholding from yani the ibadah, the intention. Thereafter. We have the fifth pillar, which is the pillar of Hajj, Now, the pillar of Hajj, and this is the Hajj pilgrimage which is performed the Hajj of Islam, the pilgrimage that is performed to Mecca, and it is done within the days of Dhul-Hijjah, it is performed within the days of Dhul-Hijjah. Does anyone know which day it starts? Which date of Dhul hijjah is to begin? 11th? 10th? Going down. Which day in Dhul hijjah does it begin? The, the days of Hajj? The first. The first. But all the It begins on the 8th. The 8th day of Dhul hijjah the eighth day of the hijjah that's where the person begins. Yeah, the days of Hajj. The ninth day is what? Yum'ara. Naam. And then the tenth day, Yom al-eight. Na'am. Then you have after the ayam al Tashriq, the days of tashriq. Allah, this is how the person these are the days in which the person performs the Hajj. As for how they perform the hajj, then of course they go to the miqat. So they assume the ihram from the miqat. Or from Makkah if they're in Makkah already. And then on the eighth day, where do they go? The first day, where do they go? You all know? Mount on the eighth day? for 8th day they go to Mina 8th day they go to Mina Ninth day Arafah Naam on the night <coughs> the night, so from, from Maghreb rather so I, the 10th night which, of course the night which is the day then they go to where? you remember? Muzdalifah and then they stay in Muzdalifah after that they go to and this is the 10th day, it's so the day of Eid. Where is that? It <laughs> go back to Mina, And then they may they, 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 they do the slaughter in Mina, and then they go to Eid prayer, not the Hajj not the Eid prayer. That's in Mina. They go to Makkah. They go to the Masjid al-Haram And what do they do at Masjid al-Haram? Huh? It's an easy one, not, not Umrah necessarily, but they do Tawaf Perform the Tawaf Naam And uh thereafter they return to Mina. Naam So, we mentioned as well that there are how many types of Hajj? Three Is there Four they are free. They are free. Free types of Hajj. And what are they referred to as? Hajj al Kiran, Hajj al-Tamata, Hajj al-Kiran, and Hajj al-Ifrad. Now, Kiran, Ifrad. the difference between them are what? Tumtou is with Umrah, Quran is with Umrah. What's the difference in and Quran? Good. So Tumtou, you do you perform the Umrah in Ihram, of course. You come out of the state of Ihram, and then during the days of Hajj, you go back into the state of Ihram. Naam. When do you need to perform that first umrah? Before the eighth, of course. <laughs> well, that could be what that could be now. before the eighth now. When before the eighth? When do they perform? When when can you perform that first umrah? The months prior to the which are shawwal, rokada, and then any of the days up until the eighth. So, they, they do perform the Umrah, they come out of Ihram, Naam, and then they go into the, to Ihram again for Hajj. The Kiran, then they do what? One Ihram, only. The third, Ifrad, just the Hajj by itself, there is no there is no Umrah involved. So, and the best one? Temata, why? He said it, Nabi said it as, as it was narrated by Aisha. Even though, what? You know, he didn't do it himself. Which one did he do, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Kiran. He formed the Hajj Kiran himself. And what was the reason why he formed the Hajj Kiran? Remember? He brought his slaughter with him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Naam. so that's Hajj. And uh, that's the fifth and final pillar of Islam. Then we have the pillars of Iman. The pillars of Iman. The first of them is belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The belief in Allah. No doubt belief in Allah wajal. this is the first pillar of Iman. The first pillar of Iman. And it's to believe and Allah Ta'ala is Rububiya, his uluhiya and his asmaa wa sifat. Some of Ahlul Ilm, when they mention His categories of tawhid, these three categories, so Rububiya, uluhiya, asmaa wa sifat, they mention it as how many categories rather? Two, and what are they? And... Yeah. The two, if you say there's two. Tawheed. Tawheed, the first one is Tawheed al-Ma'rifah well, wal-Ithbat. Naam. No. The first one is Tawheed al-Ma'rifah wal-Ithbat. So if the first one refer, now pertaining to the end that the person has, the knowledge that the person has regarding the Tawheed. Naam. And this is the affirmation of the Rabbibi of Allah Ta'ala as well as Asana The Affirmation about everything to do with Allah Ta'ala. And then the second is the Tawheed. Uluhiyya, but it's referred to as something else. Talab. Talab al Qasd. The Tawheed of Talab wal Qasd. Naam, so referring to the Ibadah. Referring to the Ibadah of the individual. Now, these are one and the same. Whether you say the three or the two. They're one and the same thing. Now, it's just that those two in relation to the Rupabiyya and asma wa Sifat are categorized as one thing in terms of the knowledge of Allah Ta'ala. That it's upon the individual to have that knowledge of Allah Ta'ala and affirm everything in relation to that ilm of Allah. Now, it's in relation to his rububiyyah and in relation to his asma and Sifat. Likewise as well, the actions that, that come with that is the second type, which is the Uluhiya, the Ibadah. Da'am. And so, this is the Iman Billah. And yani the belief in Allah. No doubt, the Iman Billah and uh, the affair of uluhiya is what sets us aside from all of the other adyan, all of the other religions. This affair of uh, Uluhiyah, the worship of Allah Ta'ala alone. That is the Muslims that truly sing Allah Ta'ala alone without any partners. And thus, this is why Allah Ta'ala sent prophets and messengers to every nation with the call to Tawheed. We state, "Mu'akkad ba'afna fi kulli ummatin wasaula," and it Allah Almighty And "Indeed, I sent to every nation the Messenger with the command of worshiping Allah Ta'ala alone, and staying away from the false deity." So, thereafter, we have the second pillar of Iman, which is. Belief in the Mala'ika. And we mentioned the belief in the Mala'ika is of how many types? Two. And they are general and specific. The general belief in the Mala'ika is in relation to the fact that they are created from that yani They are created from light. And that the Mala'ika, they do not dis obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from their nature they do not disobey Allah, Ta-A'la. they do everything that they are commanded with. The Malaika, that we believe in the, within the Malaika, that they are, many, great in number, and great in their physical stature in terms of the manner in which they have been created. This is the general belief. What do we understand from the specific belief of the Malaika? So we affirm the roles that have been mentioned in relation to them, whether it be the Malaika that are, or a Malak that is in charge of the revelation, or a Malak that has been given responsibility of the weather, or the malakal Moat. So we affirm their their tasks, as well as affirming their names. We affirm the names that have been that have been given to them. So anything that's mentioned specifically about the Malaika, we also affirm, and this is from. Iman Bil Mala'ika. Then we have Iman Bil Qutub Now the belief in the books. And the belief in the books is what? Again. General specific. General that the books have been sent and they have been sent in this in its purest form and its perfect form by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they've been sent to their respective messengers. And we affirm that. We affirm that, that everything they've sent has been sent. Yaani ba Allahu taala, and when it was sent, it was, it was free from any form of distortion or change. The specific, the specifics, is that we believe in the books that have been mentioned specifically. So we affirm the belief in the books that we mentioned specifically. Whether they be the books. Um, of the previous nations or the Quran we believe in their names we believe in them uh, and uh, who they've been sent to and we affirm them again we affirm that they all been sent in the perfection upon perfection and it's that it's from the the hands of the people that have distorted or changed the meanings and the contents of them except for the Quran Ma'am except for the Qur'an, which has been preserved. Then we have the belief in what? Before al Qiyamah, the Prophets. The belief in the Prophets and messengers that they've been sent to their respective nations. Again, the call to Tawheed. That all of their their da'a began with Tawheed. Irrespective of of their personal scenario that they were in, they always began their doubt of Tawheed. Why? Because irrespective of whatever scenario a person finds himself in, it's a must that in order for a person to achieve change, they must change the state يعani, with the, the Khaliq. How is it a person is going to complain about any affair within the dunya, Whilst they do not have an upright relationship with the one that controls all of the affairs of the dunya. And so, Sheikh Rabia, Hafidahullah, in his uh, book, *Manajul anbiya the Methodology of the Prophets, and yeah, in calling to Allah, he mentions, he mentions, examples of some of the Prophets and Messengers. He mentions the example of Musa. Where Musa, the trials of Fir'aun. But Fir'aun called to Rubiya of himself. He claimed Rubiya for himself. Likewise, he was oppressing Bani Israel, oppressing them, killing the boys of Bani Israel. And <coughs> Sheikh makes the point that the dawah of Musa alayhi salam. Even with all of that going on, with the mujrim, the criminal, that was Fir'aun, the ta'gut, that was Fir'aun, all of of that, he began his da'wah to Tawheed. His da'wah did not begin as one talking about rulership, and that we need to get rid of Fir'aun and overthrow Fir'aun. No, the Dawa began with Tawheed. Rectify the relationship with Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, first and foremost before everything else. Likewise, Sheikh Abiyah mentions the example of Yusuf, where he was forced in prison. Again, his doubt began with Tawheed. His doubt did not begin calling the people or him discussing his personal grievances. His doubt began calling the people to the Tawheed of Allah. Subhanahu Wa Taala. This is the manhaj of all of the Anbiya wa Rasul. From the beginning of them to the end of them. So, the fifth pillar of the Imam the belief in the final day it was understood from this that we believe in every aspect of the final day every aspect of the final day whether it be the belief in the Mizan the belief in the scales where the deeds of the servant are weighed up upon the scales or the belief in the Surat and the bridge, or the belief, in the hold, the pool. And the belief in relation to the pool is that every single prophet will have a hold, a pool. Naam. And the belief in the the hold as well comes from a narration in which it mentions that the people Will be going to the holds and drinking from the pool, and then the Malaika will be plucking these individuals off from the hold and throwing them. And the Nabi alayhi Salatu Salam will come and state, "Ummati, Ummati, my nation, my nation. Are these people from my nation?" And the response will be, "You do not know what they invented after you." I'm referring to Alubida. Do you not know what they came and invented after you? And so this is the example of the whole, At the pool. Something else from the affair of Yom al-Akhir, the final day, is the resurrection in of itself, the manner in which the servant is resurrected. And so all of these things are encompassing of the belief in the final day. Then we have the sixth and final pillar of Iman, which is belief in the Qadr, khairihi wa sharrihi, and the good of it and the bad. And the Qadr is made up of maratha, made up of levels. The Qadr is made up of levels. And what are those levels? Therefore, you asking me uh, what you telling me? <laughs> for tell you, and what are those for? The kitabah is that the first thing. Al-ilm, knowledge, referring to what? Barakah al The in of Allah, that Allah Ta'ala has full knowledge of everything that has occurred and will occur, everything that is occur. The, the ilm of Allah is all encompassing. Imam all encompassing. Thereafter, you have the second, which is Al Kitab. Naam, that which is written and preserved in the Lohim maḥfūẓ. That was written and has been, whatever will occur has been written, written down. Whatever will occur has been written. Uh, the third, My full is the kitabah, what has been written. The third, the Mashiach of Allah, the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam, everything that Allah ta'ala will occur will occur. And this is synonymous with what is referred to as Al-Irada Khoniyah. Right, that which Allah ta'ala will occur within the Khon, within the creation. and Anything Allah ta'ala will occur will occur. And the fourth and final The fourth and final is the Khalq, the creation That everything is created At its appointed time That Allah Azawajal creates everything at its appointed time And all of these are the four maratib Of yani, uh, Imam Al-Qadr Allah Ta'ala's best uh, Insha'Allah, we'll conclude here in our next lesson, we'll continue from where we left off, going on to the discussion around yāni ihsan, and the levels of ihsan, and the manner in which ihsan occurs. Allah ta'ala a'ala barakala wa tazakam allahu khayra, wa sallallahu wabarakala nabina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa